BHH Productions presents KB Cabaret, an original variety show, with your host, Bree Harvey. Hi folks, and welcome to KB Cabaret. My name is Bree Harvey, head writer and producer of this show. KB Cabaret is a calabaloo of original skits, songs, poetry, and short stories. What's Calabaloo, you ask? Magic, from a child's creative imagination. I was five when I coined that word, and it's been around my family ever since. The settings originate from my hometown, Parlor City. And the stories originate from people who Who are a product of fiction. Names, characters, places, and incidents either are products of the author's imagination or are used fictitiously. Any resemblance to actual events, locales, or persons living or dead is entirely coincidental. Thank you, Kate. That, folks, obviously, is my lawyer. Starring my friends, the Parlor City Players, Judy McMahon, Kate Murray, Molly Murray, Charles Berman, Pete Bowers, John Carey, John Montgomery, Bill Murray, and me, your host, Bree Harvey. Welcome to our town, welcome to Parlor City, where our friends come, come out to play. Don't leave, they stay and chat a while. Welcome to our town, to KB Cabaret. KB Cabaret is brought to you this week by Aqualicious, the gently used signature water you can proudly call your own. On this special Thanksgiving episode, our musical guest is KB Cabaret's own producer, Bree Harvey. Songs were recorded and edited by Dave Rice. Welcome to our time to KB Cabaret. Have you ever wondered what happens to turkeys who don't get eaten on Thanksgiving? Hey, Tom. I knew I'd find you here drinking. Tom, have a seat. Nothing else for birds like us to do on Thanksgiving. Can I buy you one? Yeah, thanks. All the usual. I'll get the bartender to pour you one. Hey, Tom. Yeah, what you need? Another wild turkey. Coming right up. Hey, where's your brother Tom? Uh, he got stuffed this year. There's a lot of that going around. My cousin Tom got stuffed, too. So did my Uncle Tom, but nobody liked him. So why didn't they stuff you? Same old story. I'm too old. Yeah, I know what it's like. I'm too skinny. What a couple of turkeys we are. Hey, Tom, look what just came in. Hens. Oh, wow, look at those tail feathers. Hey, you hens. <laughs> Have a seat. Uh, I'm Tom. And I'm Tom. Hello, my name's Jenny. And I'm Jenny. Uh, what are you birds drinking tonight? Wild turkey for me. <laughs> I love some wild turkey, too. <laughs> Two wild turkeys coming up. So, Jenny, uh, where are you from? Turkey, of course. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot your name. Tom. Tom, that's right. I'm really bad with names. Well, Jenny, how about we get out of here and do a little hunting and pecking? No, thanks. I think you're a little too old for me. I bet that's why you don't get stuffed, isn't it? 
Yeah, and you're too skinny, aren't you, Tom? We came out looking for a couple of real gobblers, not you two turkeys. Come on, Jenny. Let's go over to the turkey trap where the Toms are young and fat. So long, turkeys. Don't hold your gullets waiting to get stuffed. <laughs> well, we sure laid an egg. Yeah, no tomfoolery for us tonight. Well, those hens will be getting stuffed next Thanksgiving, but we'll still be here at the turkey bar. Yeah, birds of a feather. Right, Tom? Bartender, another round of wild turkeys. Welcome to the game show, He Said, She Said. Role-playing to save your relationship with your host, Litgation. Gather round, kids. I'm your host, Litgation. And we're going to do some role-playing. You know the rules. I call the name and you play your role. The panel members will have the chance to earn points with the right answer. What will the winners get this week, Johnny? A week at Millie's Mindful Meditation in Missouri and a year's supply of Waxy's Furniture Polish. This week's guests, Sally Yellman, Cassie Fields, Sarah Duguid, Andy Bowles, Alex Way, and Fred Lohr. Okay, we'll form two groups. Females on one side, males on the other. What if I feel like a woman and was born in a man's body? I said females on one side, didn't I? <laughs> Move to the side you feel you are. Now, meals are vital to the survival of a relationship. So this week's topic is meal time. The scenario is titled, How to Survive Relationships During Meal Times. Tell the audience the setting, Johnny. Husband comes home early for dinner. Everything is ready, the table's made up, and food is freshly prepared. On the menu is the following. Mushroom soup, chicken with lemon sauce, rice pilaf, and freshly baked banana bread. Okay, Sally, serve the dinner. And Andy, eat. <coughs> what do you think, Sally? Does he like the soup? I think so. He hasn't come up for air yet. That's one point for the women. So what's on the second course, Johnny? Well, Lit, we have the chicken with the delicately piquant lemon sauce on a bed of rice pilaf, garnished with a fresh parsley sprig on a hot plate and freshly baked buns out of the oven. Go, Andy. What do you say? You said we were going to have pot roast. No, that was yesterday, remember? I didn't want to make the same thing again. Besides, this is my mother's secret recipe. I don't like rice pilaf. But mother always served chicken with lemon sauce on a bed of rice pilaf. The rice complements the sauce's delicate flavor. Pretend you're Asian. They have rice at every meal. Well, I got news for you. I'm not Asian. Well, obviously that response did not go over well with Sally. Contestants, what should Andy's response be to the chicken with lemon sauce? Uh, bring on the pot roast bit? No. Ooh, ooh, I know, I know. Yes, Alex? Shut up and give me a beer. No, okay, one more chance. Cassie? Best meal I ever had, darling. 
Yes, good job, another point for the ladies. Okay, Cassie, take Sally's place, and Alex, switch with Andy. Now continue. Johnny, what is Cassie bringing to the table next? A freshly baked loaf of banana bread intricately donned with sliced bananas and topped off with whipped cream. Okay, Cassie, go. Voila. <sighs> we had this yesterday. No. This is the cake I baked yesterday, a raisin cake. How can you possibly mix banana bread up with raisin cake? They're not even the same shape. I hate banana bread. But you loved it when my Aunt Julia's made it. Yeah, well, I only pretended to like it. You son of a bitch! Uh. No, don't throw it! Contestants, what should Alex have said when Cassie brought out the banana bread? Ooh, I know, I know. Yes, Alex? Shut up and give me a beer. Uh. Wrong the second time, Alex. Take the banana bread and shove it up your ass. Wrong again. One more. Sarah? Best dessert I ever had, darling. Yes, one more point for the women. Good job, Sarah. Now, Sarah, we have time for the bonus point round. Johnny? Sarah, after dinner, your partner asks where you put the original tax return papers that needs to be paid by the end of the month. You look all over the place, in all eight of your purses, the dresser drawers, in between the armrests to the car, the glove compartment, the trunk, and under the seats. But after an hour of frantic searching, your partner yells out, Never mind, it's been right here on the table all along. Sarah, what do you do? Tell him he can shove the papers up his fat ass, along with the lemon chicken and the banana bread. Yes, Sarah, good job. That's exactly what you should tell him. Okay, looks like the ladies win this time. I'm Litgation. We'll see you next week on He Said, She Said, when we discuss how couples should behave around the airport security checkout areas. Brought to you by the makers of Randy's Rice Peel-Off, where they peel off each grain of rice for your pleasure. And Waxy's Furniture Polish, the multipurpose polish you can use for tub and window caulking. Hello, folks. Since I am my own musical guest this week, I'm going to take this opportunity to tell you the basic foundation of my first song, You Dreamed For Me, and the whole reason for creating KB Cabaret. No one, no one should dream your dreams and tell you who you should be. Unfortunately, there are too many people out there who have expectations for you on your behalf. It took me many years to realize I am my own person. I may not suit what other people want me to be. But you know what? So what? I am a strong woman, mother, wife, mentor, writer. I am still amazing in my own way. So, listen to my song, You Dreamed For Me. My world was yours, your world, not mine. You had a dream for me, nothing that I could see. You dreamed for me, what I should be.
face our lives Just live to be Listen and hear Our voice is clear Your dreams are yours I know what you feel special time for me. My rituals are simple. A good cup of coffee, soft classical music, and a little daily feature in our local newspaper called Advice with Granny Ada. And now KB Cabaret presents Advice with Granny Ada, Parlor City's cherished advice columnist. Dear Granny Ada, my husband and I have been married for two years. We're both in our mid-twenties. He's the man of my dreams, a good provider, has a great personality, and tries to be romantic in every way. We would like to have a child, but in the last year I cannot seem to raise his flagpole, if you know what I mean. We've gone to specialists, been tested, and it seems he has a low testosterone level. I've read that adding cayenne or chili peppers to a man's diet will increase hormone levels and raise his chances to perform. We believe in natural remedies first before trying anything else. What do you think? Signed, Down and Out. Dear Down, how delightful. Having a child is a blessed event. Those rose-colored cheeks, those little hands, the innocence of youth. I love all of my fifteen legitimate white American grandbabies. Funny how real men in my day did not have any problems standing up to their responsibilities. In my day, when we wanted children, boom, there they were. 
No questions asked, no rubber raincoats, no uppers, downers, voodoo, or have an apple. Hot peppers, my dear, really? I assume you read this in some Mexican magazine or Cajun ad trying to push their produce. Let me tell you, dear, the only spice you need in the bedroom is you. Start by prettying up. My assumption is that you're not trying hard enough. Perhaps take a bath, shave your legs, put on a little makeup. Try losing some weight, maybe. After all, not taking care of Miss Puss is probably the reason you married so late in life. Spice yourself up, not the inner libido of your man. That is the most ridiculous thing I ever heard. He probably has no testosterone problem when it comes to a secretary's, dear. If you have the urge to use chili peppers in the bedroom, why don't you put it on your loofah sponge, dear, and lather up? Then maybe you'll see how foolish, nonsensical, ludicrous, and dim-witted your idea is. Thank you for writing, honey. Have a nice day. Granny Ada. And thank you, Granny Ada. We love our parents. We know we can't kill them. So that's why we write comedy. KB Cabaret presents The Dysfunctionals. What's wrong, Ma? Should I call 911? No, not that kind of help. I'm trying to figure out this computer. What do you mean? It means I need help. Okay, do you want me to come over? What do you think? Okay, okay, I'll come over. You don't have to. After all, I'm only your mother. I said I'll come. You're saying like it's a chore. It's not a chore, Mother. I just have a few more things to finish up here. If it's a bother, don't bother. Although, if you ever need anything, you know you could rely on me. I would drop everything for you. That's unconditional love. Did I say I didn't love you? Jeez, I said I'll be right over. Well, okay. If you really want to. Ah, you're here. That was fast. Yes, well, um, so where is it? What? The computer. Would you like some coffee? No, Mom. I, I have to get back to work. Work? You were home. I know, but I was correcting student papers when you called. Oh, I knew I was bothering you. It's okay. Just show me the problem with the computer. Go home. Mom, it's okay. I needed a break. Well... Mom. Okay. Here it is. What's wrong with it? I can't turn it on. It already is on. Where? All I see are small pictures. Those are icons. You want the internet, right? I want the New York Times. Well, then first you need to get to the internet. Press that color wheel symbol. What? Why? Because that opens the internet. How do you know that? Because I do. How would I know that? Because I told you, and hopefully you'll remember. Write it down. Write what down? What I just told you. Okay. Press colored wheel to read the newspaper. Now what? Now do it. Press. Okay. A little harder. Not so hard. No, just once. Just once. Let me do it. 
No, I want to. Get away from there. A little harder. Not that hard. Ma, you don't have to click it that many times. Okay, you're, you're in. How did I do that? You clicked. Clicked what? The icon. What's an icon? The color wheel. Let me write it down. You did, Ma. Where? There. Oh. Now what? Right in New York Times. Where? Up in the address bar. Where is it? Up there. Use the arrow. Where is it? What? The arrow. Right there. I enlarged it for you. Let me... No. I want to do it. Ow! You didn't have to pinch my hand. You were going to do it. Okay, fine. What do I do? Right in New York Times. Click there. Click there. Oh, oh. Click. Uh, okay, right. Okay. Press enter. Where? There. Nothing is happening. That's because you are pressing the shift button, Ma. Oh. There, you have it. The New York Times. Now what? They're little paragraphs. You have to click on the title you want. Scroll up or down to read the titles. Scroll? Yes, on the right side. Just click on the bar here and go up or down. There, see? How are you doing that? Like this, Mom. No! I want to do it. Okay, just... No. Yes, now pull up or push down. Uh, where did the headline go? Just wait for the article to load. Load? Yes, yeah, see, there it is. Now you can read the article. That's not the article I wanted. Then go back with this arrow. See? Press on that arrow J just once. Mom, you're back on your screen page again. You clicked too many times. I can't do this. It's too hard. Mom, it's intuitive. Just read the directions. Ah, what's that? Just a pop-up telling you there's an update on the program. Just X out. Where's the X? On the left, the red box with the X inside. Oh, it got smaller. That's because you pressed the little TV box. That just makes the image smaller. I'll never get this. I'm beginning to feel the same way. What? You will, you will. Look, Ma, play around with it. Or not. I have to go. I really do have papers to correct. Okay, okay, I know, I know. You have things to do. Ma, do your best. So our saga ends again for now, but join us next time for The Dysfunctionals. The second song I have chosen to play for you is a song I wrote about lovers afraid to break up, but then eventually have to. This may resonate with some of you. We start out as lovers without foundation, knowing the relationship won't last but we try. By the end, the friendship may be there, but the amorous passion is gone. This is that song, entitled Passing of Our Fears. There are many times
stripes of yesterday Whether old or whether young We go through our pains in our own ways And we come out stronger when we know we're done
The Bird. Years ago, my parents, bless their hearts, decided to go on a trip. It was a nice break for them and for us. My husband and I were thrilled when they announced the news. We're going on a trip. Yes, for three weeks. Wow, that's wonderful. Yes. What are you so thrilled about? Nothing, nothing. So where are you going? Yes, where are you going? To Spain, Austria, and Hungary. Your mother wanted to go to Hungary. Hungary is nice. Hey, you seen one church, you seen them all. Nice. We have a favor to ask you, dear. Yes, mother, we will take care of the house. No, dear, that's not it. I want you to take care of Perry. Your parakeet. Oh, sure, Mom. I'll come over and feed him. No, you're not going to feed that thing here. You're taking it back to your house. Yes, what he means, dear, is Perry needs to be around family. No, I mean that thing is filthy. No, he's not 50. He's only three. He just would be lonely all day long. So we brought Perry home to our house. Now, don't get me wrong. I like animals, but taking care of pets is a responsibility, especially other people's pets. Eight days in and all was well. I took care of Perry like a boss. Oh, Perry, I found some diabiscuits for you. Perry, want a cracker? I saw Perry laying down in his cage. Never saw him do that before. He must have had a stressful day. So I went about my business in the kitchen. Honey, what's wrong with Perry? Nothing. He's resting. On the bottom of his cage? Isn't that a little bit weird? It never occurred to me that birds sleep on their perch, that they don't lay down on the floor of their cage. What? I, I never had a bird when I was growing up. Well, that little SOB decided to drop dead on my watch. I panicked. What should we do? Bury it. I can't bury it. Mother would want to be at the burial. Really? You know, Mother, she would want to write a eulogy and everything. I can't take that platform away from her. But what will we do with a dead bird for two more weeks? Put it in the freezer. In the freezer? Yes. Where are the Ziplocs? So for two weeks, Perry remained in the freezer in between the frozen turkey breast and the frozen carnival pistachio ice cream. When the parents came back from their trip, I did not expect their reaction. Oh, you! Why would I want to see a frozen dead bird? Only an idiot would think of something like that. I'm sorry, I thought the burial for your special family member would be important. It's only a bird, for God's sake. She's such an idiot. So my husband and I decided we would bury poor Perry the parakeet the next day. In the morning, we got up early and were ready to dig his grave when Howard looked out the window. Uh, honey, did you look outside? No, what's wrong? And there it was, over a foot of snow. Apparently, we had a blizzard overnight. Perry remained in our freezer for the next four months right in between the frozen turkey breast and the frozen carnival pistachio ice cream, since no one wanted to open the freezer that snowy, harsh winter. In the spring, we buried Perry and bought a new side-by-side -side refrigerator. We never did eat that turkey. Brought to you by Aqualicious, the gently used signature water you can proudly call your own. Water is becoming a rare commodity, 
Our water supply diminishes every year. In Los Angeles alone, water has decreased by 63 trillion gallons of groundwater. What do we do? Oh, what do we do? Well, Aqualicious has come up with a gently used signature water you can proudly call your own. This is great water, Tim. What do you call it? I call it the Tim water, Alice. And because you went upstairs, you now have your own Alice water, too. Yes, that's right. Why flush out when you can filter in? Aqualicious has its own patented Peebo to instantaneously recycle and filter your urine, making each and every glass a signature of delight. Ah, oh, wow. This is the cleanest water I've ever tasted, Alice. I know, Debbie. I know. Aqualicious, try yours today. Available at all good aids and welcomes. Do you know why I called you in here? Yeah. You need to stop. Using my psychic powers while working the drive-thru, I know. Wait, how do you... Oh! It doesn't make sense not to. I mean, it saves time, and nobody can hear each other through that crap of speaker. Well, bad speaker or not, I've been getting... I know, I know. Complaints about me all week. They're all dumb. Everyone's dumb. Dumb? The guy said he asked for the big beef bueno, and you refused to give him anything but the chicken boat ultimate. <sighs> He's a liar. That, that's not what he wanted. No, it's what he ordered. It's not what he wanted. Don't we want to give people what they want? If we did, would we really be a fast food joint? Uh, that would probably be up to corporate. Al, have you ever heard that the customer is always right? <laughs> you don't believe that. Yes, I... Okay, it doesn't matter if I believe it. That's the biggest crack I've ever heard. Always right. The last person who came through thought you were attractive. Seriously? Who? Oh, come on. Even you've got to admit that that can't be right. I I'm asking you who? The 83-year-old woman in the wheelchair whose husband just died of carbon monoxide poisoning while he was trying to fix her car. I mean, you saw her. Ick. Oh, my God. Um, you're thinking about her right now. No, 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 I'm not. You are! You're thinking about her naked 83-year-old body. Oh, God, that's revolting. This is why people are complaining, Al. Uh, listen, I rarely talk about naked 83-year-old bodies with the customers. Just because you can tell what people are thinking does not mean you should be talking about what people are thinking. This one guy who was taking out his kid's whole Little League team after the game, did you have to tell him you knew he was wearing ladies' underwear? I was recommending deals! Clothing Beetle was having a 20% off sale! I don't even want to know how you knew that. Uh, hello, I'm psychic. Look, I walked up behind you today and I heard you giving a couple directions to another restaurant. Do you realize how bad for business that is? People will think we don't even believe in our own product. How could you use your psychic whatever for, for, for finding ways to lose us business like that? They asked me. They were lost. Not everything is psychic. Jeez. Oh, that's all right. No, no, it isn't. You, you don't give people directions to the competition. You don't embarrass customers. And you don't give them things other than they ask for. You just give them the food and that's it. You got it? I tried that already. Al... You have to wait for them to order. This is so inefficient. And so creepy. What? What? What's creepy? They're here for food. There are a few possible reactions when you just tell them the price before they order, Al. There's scared, confused, angry, and possibly hungry. Well, they'd have to be to eat here. 
What did you say? I said I wish that they would be of good cheer. No, you didn't. I know what you said. I know. Stop asking me to say it again. Al? No, she isn't, Bill. And I'm insulted that you would even suggest that. Wait for me to say things before you answer. Jeez, what a waste of time. No, it's basic politeness. Are you finished? Do you really have to ask? Nope. All right, Al. You have got a hell of a lot to live down here. Hey. Hey, wait, come back here. Where are you going? I know you're going to fire me. Well, that was easier than I thought it would be. And by the way, even the non-psychic people all know it's a toupee. Crap. your emergency. I'd like to report a fight. Are you in immediate danger? No, I'm safe. Describe your circumstance, sir. Well, about two weeks ago, we all agreed that I would host Thanksgiving this year. Uh-huh. Well, my sister's husband had to work, and she didn't feel like packing up all the kids and traveling here by herself. You're calling because your sister couldn't make it for dinner? No, I'm, I'm calling about the fight. Continue, but please get to the point. Right. So my Uncle Lenny, who always complains that he never gets a drumstick, thinks he's going to get one this year because my sister's husband isn't coming. Excuse me? Yeah, right. He's not even close to being next in line to get one. Besides, those things only come two to a bird, you know. I'm sorry, sir. Don't be. Dad always gets one. And, because I'm hosting this year, I should get the other one. Sir, we can't continue. I know. It's a no-brainer, right? So, just to save the peace, I give up my drumstick to Uncle Lenny. But now my dad is all mad at me, and he's like, That's your leg, damn it. And then he's... Sir, sir, you can't call 911 to complain about your dinner problems. I'm not. I'm calling about the fight. What about the fight? Well, Dad and Uncle Lenny are fighting over which football game to watch, and there's only one TV. He said to watch the Giants. Holidays are trying times for many families, but it seems a little more trying for my husband Dave and I. Our families are strong-willed and impossible to get along with. This is the story of Dave insisting we go to his parents' place in New Jersey for Thanksgiving dinner during the first year of marriage. I'm surprised it's been ten years into our marriage, and I haven't killed someone yet. I hate going to your parents for the holidays, Dave. Well, Mary, we're going. They're always on each other's back. I know, but they're my family. I know, but you don't see us going to my family. That's because you don't like your family. Exactly. Well, then, maybe you're the problem. Don't throw this on me. Are you sure the turkey is wrapped well? Yes. I wrapped it in the roasting bag in aluminum foil. It should be fine. Were they happy at least we were bringing the turkey? Well, as happy as they get with anything. Well, are they coming? I don't know, but the toilet's broke. Again? Yes, I don't know what you did. What I did? You were the one who used it last. Uh, it was broken before I got there. Well, I'm not getting a new toilet. Not before the holidays. Well, what are we going to do? I don't care. I'm not spending money on a new toilet. Ah, here they are. Maybe Dave can fix it. Finally. What took you so long? Well, it does take five hours to get from... 
our house to here. You said you'd get here at 1, and now it's 2.30. I'm sorry, we must have started out later than I thought. Why is this a problem? The toilet is not working. Your mother broke it. I did not. I'm not getting a new toilet during the holiday. Well, where are we going to, you know, go? You can go across the street to the 24-hour gas station. Let me look at it, Dad. I doubt you have to get a new toilet. Your mother's impossible. I am not your impossible. Well, this is nice, Mother Roper. We brought the turkey for Thanksgiving tomorrow. Do you want me to put it in the kitchen? Sure, put it in the kitchen. Is it baked? No, I brought the pan, the baking bag, and the vegetables for the turkey's cavity. This way I'll prepare it in the morning and place it in the oven to roast. Well, that's fine. What about the rest of the dinner? The rest of the dinner? Yes, that's what I asked. I thought... There's nothing wrong with the toilet, Ma. Just a rubber stopper needs to be replaced. How much is it going to cost me? Just a few cents, Dad. Don't worry about it. I'll just go down to the hardware store and get a new... Uh, Dave, uh, do you have a second? What, Mary? Can I talk to you for a second? Uh, sure. Excuse me. Uh, what? Your parents did not make anything for Thanksgiving dinner. What are you talking about? Ma told us to bring the turkey and they'll do the rest. Well, they didn't. And my impression is they want us to make the rest of the food, too. No, you misunderstood. I did not misunderstand, David. Your mother asked me where the rest of the dinner was. I'll clear this up. Uh, Ma, do you need help with tomorrow's dinner? Help? Yeah. I mean, you know, do you want us to warm up the side dishes? Why would you want to warm dishes up for? I didn't buy any food. You, you didn't buy? Your mother didn't feel like cooking Thanksgiving this year. And you couldn't tell this to us on the phone before we left? What difference would it make? Well, you could have come to our home for dinner, or at least we could have gone shopping earlier than the day before a holiday. Don't get snippy with me, son. Your mother made a list. A list? Yes, here. It's a mile long. Well, she is particular. But is she going to make these recipes? No, I'm not feeling up to it. You and Mary will follow my recipes. Oh, my lord. Mary? Mary, it will be fine. I'm not a good cook, Dave. I'll cook. Look, let's just start shopping. For what? The toilet or the list from hell? What is a rutabaga? It's a root. Let's I'll, go. I'll drive. My car's bigger. Okay, I got the part for the toilet, so it's off to the food store. Is there something I should know about Ma, Dad? What are you talking about? I mean, Mom not wanting to food shop, cook. No, she just didn't feel like it. It's just unusual with Mom. We're not getting any younger, son. Wait, you just passed the Piggly Wiggly. Nope, your mother-in-law only likes shopping at Whole Foods. That's way across town. With all this holiday traffic, it's going to take an hour to get there. That's what your mother likes. Mary, stop kicking me. It's only an hour. Look at all these cars. It'd be impossible to get a spot in this lot. You two park. I'll go out and get a head start on your mother's list. Dave, why are you stopping? There are hundreds of drivers behind us trying to get a spot. Dad took the keys. How can he take the keys? The car's a remote starter. If the keys aren't in the car, it won't move. I can't believe this is happening. I'll try to find your father in Whole Foods. I hate your family. Oh, I found him all right, right between the cranberry and the stuffing. I threw Dave the keys. He parked the car. We spent the next five and a half hours shopping, arriving back at 10.30 that night to my in-law's place. Dave ended up paying for the groceries because his good old dad forgot to bring his wallet. Dave fixed the toilet, but we were too exhausted to cook that night. 
The next morning, Dave and I got up early and tried to find bowls, pots, and additional spices in my mother-in-law's kitchen. Thank goodness Dave is a good cook. He managed to get the food done, with a little of my help, by 4.30. We all ate in a mildly cordial way. After Dave and I cleaned up, we watched Charlie Brown's Thanksgiving with the folks. The next day we drove home. I vowed never again to spend the holidays with his family again. Honey, parents are on the phone wanting to know what we're doing for Christmas. Ah! Okay, okay. Everyone, the meeting shall come to an order. Gus, could you please read the Pets Anonymous steps? Sure. One, we admit that we are powerless over our humans. Two, come to believe that a power greater than our humans can restore us to sanity. Three, we're all entirely ready to understand the defects of character that of which our humans are born with. Thank you, Gus. Does anyone have any announcements? Uh, yeah, I do. There will be a talent show on the 25th next month. You can sign up yourself, another pet or a human, to showcase your talent. <laughs> Bella was a wonderful, successful fundraiser for PA last year, and lots of fun. Let's make it even bigger and better this year. Sign-up sheets are posted on the wall. Any other announcements? Okay. Then would someone like to bring up a topic? Yeah, I would like to bring up a topic. Fifi, you have the floor. Hi, I'm Fifi, and I have a problem with my human. It's been three months since I have growled back in frustration. <laughs> Thank you. It's been hard, but I'm a better pet for it. I almost lost it, though, last night. There is an obsession with my human to take out my tennis ball I like to chew on from my play box. He then throws the darn thing away across the living room, yelling, Fetch! So why should I get the frickin' ball when it was perfectly fine resting in the box? I counted to ten and just watched him get red in the face, saying over and over again, get the ball, that's a good girl, fetch, Phoebe. But I kept my cool, remembering the higher power, just forcing to keep my cool. Oh, I lay on the couch for 15 minutes, watching his ridiculous charade. He finally gave up. Yeah, I had a similar situation. Hi, I'm Fido, and I have a problem with my human. It has been five years now, and I've been coming to the Pets Anonymous, and I still have to remember my higher power. Although I have forgiven my human for many silly acts, such as you say, Pippi, there are times when I find my self-control difficult. Like you say, they think we are trick animals. My master has an annoying habit of trying to get me to roll over. He even is giving me some chopped ham to do it. You know, feeding into my addiction. I finally realized I needed to take action. I took all the ham he could give me, chewed it, went upstairs to the bed and then spit it right back on his pillow. The clown tricks were over then and there. Hi, princess. And I'm new here. I have a very nice human, but sometimes he acts as if I was some kind of a trick toy. He told me to sit. I, I pretended to misinterpret his command, and it took him 20 minutes to clean up my mess. I am so humiliated. There, there, we've all been through it. 
this is why we encourage sponsors to guide you through situations like this one. Rover, pass the sheet of sponsor phone numbers along to our new members. We have time for one more. Buster, would you like to share? Yeah. Hi, I'm Buster, and I'm an old-timer here at Pets Anonymous. When I first started coming here, well, actually, it wasn't here in these rooms, but at the fire hydrants down on Oak Avenue. <laughs> but I digress. I've learned that humans really try to be nice but are short-sighted. My sponsor told me to make a list of ten things I hate about my human. I did. A few weeks later, he told me to make a list of things I loved about my human. I did. Then my sponsor made me compare the list. You know, the list was almost identical. My attitude was the problem. So humans think you're just a dumb pet, but we know better. They are our lovies. They think they entertain us by saying sweet little nothings. They think we need tricks to feel special. They think that dog food is yummy. Well, that's is where I draw the line. But anyway, you gotta love those doofuses. They mean well. We just have to be patient with them. Well, it's time to end the meeting. Thank you for all sharing. Please say with me the Pets Anonymous Serenity Prayer. Grant me the Grant serenity, me the serenity, serenity, serenity things, things I cannot change. The courage to change the things I can. Things I can. And the wisdom and to know the, the difference. difference. I wrote Rainbow America, the final selection that we will be hearing for this week's show, around the time of Independence Day of this year. I love our country and its philosophy of what our democratic republic stands for. America, like any family, will have its disagreements and dysfunctions. But we still stand by her and love her, for she has great spirit and heart. This year, when same-sex marriage was voted in as a democratic and human right, I was proud. We are allowed to stand with or disagree, but that is the freedom of discourse and the freedom this beautiful country was founded upon. My tribute song is called Rainbow America. Troubled times through our history's past When we had to stand up for a right that would last We went through blood and tears just to find who we are And now we have freedom at last America, America With a bitch Democracy works in our country today. We are blessed by our own USA. America, America, with rich history. 
Well, folks, that's all for today's show of KB Cabaret. Starring Kate Murray, Judy McMahon, Molly Murray, Charles Berman, Pete Bowers, John Carey, John Montgomery, Bill Murray, and me, Bree Harvey. Original skits by Bree Harvey, Kate and Bill Murray, Charles Berman, Pete Bowers, John Carey, and John Montgomery. Original music by Bree Harvey. Musical arrangements by Christina Donella. Sound engineer and editor, Charles Berman. We had a grand old time here at Parlor City with our friends here and where you are. Next week, we will start our communicating all over again with crazy antics, short stories, skits, songs, and, if we get Beulah up, her recipes. Please visit our website at kbcabaret.com. That's K-B-K-A-B-A-R-E-T dot com to find her recipes, our sponsors, and contest entry rules for poetry and short stories. Why should we be the only ones who write? That's right. We want to hear from you and your talented ways. When we choose the pieces you have written, read it on air as well as print it on our website. The hardworking, fun-loving folks here at Parlor City say there are no goodbyes, only farewells. And above all, come and visit next week, same time, same station, at KB Cabaret. Thank you for coming, coming to stay a while. Thank you for coming to spend some time. Love to have you and share our parlor city. Come back again now to KB Cabaret.